This is the Calm Living Blueprint, episode number 11. Hey, podcast listener, even if you are feeling alone in your pursuit of calm and confidence, know that today, right now, in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of others all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. At Calm Living, we believe it's only when we stop struggling against our fearfulness and our anxiety that we begin to find lasting freedom from it, to live the lives we want to live. That is what this podcast is about. Come join the Confidence Revolution. Well, hello. Welcome to episode 11 of the Calm Living Blueprint podcast. I'm your host, Candice Esposito, the founder of Calm Living Blueprint. Thanks for listening. I hope you get some new insights from this episode. This podcast episode is going to be one of the most important things you listen to. I'm not trying to hype things up. It just is. In my opinion, this is the most important step of the Calm Living Blueprint of setting yourself free from fear, free from your struggles with anxiety. Now, I know that's a bold statement, but if after listening to this episode, you don't agree with me, feel free to, you know, send me an angry message. <laughs> Before we go any further, a quick reminder that the show notes for every episode are available on the new and improved Calm Living Blueprint website. Be sure to check out our new look. The show notes include the actual mp3 recording, the transcript of the podcast, any resources mentioned, as well as the home play that I recommend in each episode. The show notes for today's episode can be found at calmlivingblueprint.com forward slash 11. And that's the number 11 as an episode number 11. All right, let's get right into it. Have you read the book Touching the Void or seen the movie? If not, I highly recommend it. It's written by Joe Simpson about his true experience of getting stranded on a mountain in the Andes. Now, we talked about Joe's story back in episode four, which was about unhooking yourself from your thoughts. I want to return to Joe's story in this episode because I think it definitely applies to what we're talking about. We're going to expand on what we've already talked about, but it's not imperative to have listened to that episode first to understand what's coming up. So Joe was freezing cold. His right leg was broken. The knee of that leg completely shattered. Needless to say, he was in agonizing pain. His climbing partner had left him for dead at the bottom of this huge crevice. He thought Joe could never have survived the fall. Joe didn't think he was going to make it out alive. He never had a head full of positive thoughts, like, I will make it no matter what. He was bombarded by negative thoughts. So what kept him going? It wasn't positive thinking, self-hypnosis, or asking the universe to provide. It was his values. Values of commitment, courage, persistence, and self-preservation. 
The idea of giving up was far worse than the alternative of trying and failing. If he gave up trying, if he surrendered to his fate, then he would definitely die. At least if he kept moving, he had a chance. Remember what we talked about in the last episode? Knowing what matters. Values. Joe is a great example of exactly that. As he dragged himself through the snow and ice, feeling hopeless and scared, he lived and acted according to his values of courage, commitment, and perseverance. His values were vitally important. They guided the actions he took. Now, of course, values alone aren't enough. Remember we compared values to being like a compass? A compass gives us direction, but it can't transport us. Our journey begins only when we start taking action. Okay, so we use our values to set goals, then we break down our goals into actions. And as we take action, we do so mindfully, engaging fully in the action that we are taking. Okay, so let's look at Joe's story again as an example of this. When Joe looked off into the distance and saw how far he had to go, he felt despair. It was too far, too hard, too painful. He wasn't strong enough to do it. So he chose to stop focusing on the long-term goal and instead set short-term goals, like get to the bottom of this slope get to the other side of that ice bridge, dig a snow hole to sleep in. He kept taking action, kept inching his body through the snow, even as his mind told him it was useless. It took him three whole days to get back to base camp, crawling the entire way. Now, of course, Joe's experience was extreme, and hopefully none of us ever have to go through anything similar. However, there's a lot we can learn from Joe's story. So let's look at the six lessons we can learn from Joe. Lesson one, when we move forward, guided by our values, we feel a sense of meaning and purpose, even in the face of major challenges. As Mark Twain put it, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So throw off the bowlines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, Explore, dream, discover. Okay, so when we move forward, guided by our values, we feel a sense of meaning and purpose, even in the face of major challenges. Lesson two. Even if we think a goal is impossible, we can still keep moving towards it. You don't have to believe that you'll achieve it. You just need to take action. Sometimes we succeed, sometimes we fail, that's life. We have no way of knowing what the outcome will be. So don't buy into the myth that says you need to be certain of success before moving forward. I mean, Joe definitely proved that wrong. If Joe had waited until he had, you know, until he was certain of success, until he was certain he would survive, he would never have moved an inch, right? He most certainly would have died. Lesson three. Every little step counts. Each and every step is an important part of the journey. Every little step counts. Lesson four. Oftentimes, moving in a meaningful direction will give rise to uncomfortable feelings. 
fear, self-doubt, anxiety. Therefore, we better learn to make room for those painful feelings if we want to achieve our goals. They're inevitable, so why not accept them rather than struggle with them? Lesson 5. We can't stop the difficult thoughts and feelings from popping up, but we can stop investing our energy in struggling with them and instead focus the task, focus on the task at hand. Engage fully. Be mindful. If Joe had fused with all his thoughts of hopelessness, if he allowed those to stop him from taking action, he never would have survived. Stop investing your energy in struggling with those painful thoughts and feelings. Lesson six. Commitment doesn't mean you never give up or never go off track. Commitment means that when you do give up, you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and get back on track again. There were times when Joe lay in the snow ready to die, but eventually he got back up and kept going. Okay, so that's Joe Simpson's story. What is yours going to be? It doesn't have to be climbing a mountain, of course. A daring adventure and meaningful risk may be going out on a date and rolling in a course, giving a speech, taking a dance class, going for a job interview, writing a book. What will yours be? So if you haven't guessed already, the sixth and final step of the Calm Living Blueprint is do what it takes. Do what it takes. It's about taking committed action guided by your values. And the thing is, you've been taking committed action already. Listening in on these podcasts is committed action. Doing the mindfulness exercise we talked about is committed action. Doing the home play each week is committed action. Okay, so there's basically four steps to any committed action. Step number one is to choose what you want to work on. What is your highest priority for change? Choose what you want to work on. Step two is to choose your values related to that choice. What personal qualities do you want to develop? What do you want to stand for? Okay, so choose your values related to that choice. Step three is to set goals. Use those values to set yourself some goals. Step four is to get moving. You know what you need to do. Now it's time to take mindful action. Unhook yourself from unhelpful stories. Make space for uncomfortable feelings. Engage fully in whatever task you are doing. All the previous steps that we talked about already. Now one thing I want to mention about goals is to make sure you set SMART goals. S-M-A-R-T. SMART. And that's an acronym for Specific, Meaningful, Adaptive, realistic, and time-framed. Okay, so S stands for specific. Specify when and where, who or what is involved in the goal. Okay, so for example, consider the goal, I'll spend more time with my kids, versus I will take my kids to Bellevue Park this Saturday afternoon to play baseball. Okay, see the difference? The more specific, the more concrete the goal the greater the likelihood you'll actually carry it out. M stands for meaningful. Let your values guide your goal. 
Okay, it's not about following a rigid rule, trying to please others, trying to avoid some pain. Because when you do that, it's not personal. Make it personal. The more personal, the more meaningful, the greater the likelihood you'll carry it out. Okay, so let your values guide your goal. Make it meaningful to you. A stands for adaptive. Does the goal help you head in a direction that, as far as you can tell, is likely to improve and enrich your quality of life? Does it adapt to the life you want to lead? R stands for realistic. The goal should be realistically achievable. Okay, so take into account factors like your health, competing demands on your time, skills required, and so on. And lastly, the T stands for time framed. Set a day, date, and time for it. Set as accurate a time frame as you possibly can. Again, this goes back to getting really specific. Okay, so specific, meaningful, adaptive, realistic, and time framed goals. Right, so let me walk you through an example of going through this four-step process that you have a cl- so that you have a clearer picture of what committed action looks like. So I'm going to use an example from my own life, and the area of life that I chose to work on was my health and wellness. Okay, so that's step number one, choosing what you want to work on. The values within that area of my life that are important to me are being mindful present, aware, and calm. Okay, so that's step two, choosing the values related to that choice. My long-term goal was to meditate for 30 minutes each day, first thing when I woke up in the morning. My short-term goal was simply to start with focusing on my deep breathing for a full minute. My medium-term goal was to gradually progress through greater periods of time being still. 5 minutes, then 8 minutes, then 10 minutes, and so on. Okay, so that's step number 3. Mapping out your step-by-step goals. The first step was significant, since before that point, I hadn't really been conscious of or paid attention to my breath, or being mindful. And I was impatient. You know, I had things to do. I thought of all the things that I had to do. So in the beginning, even that was a significant step outside of my comfort zone. But I diffused from those thoughts, made room for the feelings of anxiety, and engaged fully in the experience of meditation, noticing all the sensations in my body. Okay, and that's step four, actually taking an action. Little by little, step by step, I reached the point where 30 minutes of meditation is just automatic for me now. It's just a routine part of my day. It took me about four months to get there, but I did it, and it was worth the effort. It sets my day. It's hard to imagine my days without it now. Okay, so I used a very simple example, but I hope that clarifies the process of doing what it takes, taking committed action, and breaking it up into those four steps. If you're having a hard time figuring out what your short-term goal needs to be, ask yourself this question. What's the smallest, tiniest, simplest, easiest step I can take in the next 24 hours that will take me a little bit further in the direction I want to head? What's the smallest, tiniest, simplest step I can take in the next 24 hours 
that will take me a little bit further in the direction I want to head. I ask myself that question all the time, since I have the tendency to get too focused on big, long-term goals. The problem with getting stuck on long-term goals is that they pull you out of the present. They suck you into the mindset of, I'll be happy once I've achieved that goal. Well, you may never achieve that goal, or it may take you longer than expected to achieve it, or it might not even make you happy once you do achieve it. Living our values is a never-ending journey, and every little step we take, no matter how tiny, is a meaningful part of that journey. Right? The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Now at this point, when I'm working with my inner circle coaching clients, the most common argument I get is some variation of, I don't have enough confidence yet to take action. Right? We're after social confidence, right? I need social confidence. I've got to have social confidence. The actions of social confidence come first. The feelings of social confidence come later. Okay, so let me repeat that, that because that's really important. The actions of social confidence come first. The feelings of social confidence come later. If you're waiting for the feeling of confidence before you start taking action, you'll be waiting forever. That's just the reality of it. When you set out and take action, guided by your values, even if you don't feel the way you'd ideally prefer to feel, well, guess what? You're acting with confidence. You're acting with confidence. You now have all the tools you need to deal with any obstacles that come in your way. Excessive expectations, harsh self-judgments, preoccupation with fear, lack of experience, lack of skills. Think back to what we've talked about and put it into practice. Diffusion, expansion, engagement, values, committed action. You have the ability to act on your values, regardless of how you are feeling. To trust and rely on yourself to do what matters, even if you feel terrified. As I see it, you basically have two options. Option one, for the rest of your life, you only take action to do the things that are really important to you if you are in the mood and feeling good. You spend the rest of your days at the mercy of your emotions. If you're in the mood or you feel good, then you do the things that make your life work. If your mood drops or you don't feel good, then you give up doing the things that truly matter and put your life on hold until such time as you feel good or inspired again. Option two, for the rest of your life, you take action to do the things that are really important to you, whether you are in the mood or not, whether you feel good or bad, energetic or tired, optimistic or pessimistic, calm or anxious, relaxed or fearful, inspired or uninspired, you continue to take action. You keep doing what truly matters to you. Instead of going through life at the mercy of your emotions, you can behave like the person you want to be and do the things you want to do, even if you're tired or anxious or you don't feel like it. Which option do you choose? There's a lovely paradox in choosing option two. When you let go of trying to control your feelings and instead start acting on your values and engaging fully in whatever you are doing, pleasant feelings will show up. 
you're likely to feel healthier, happier, calmer. It's a nice byproduct or bonus of mindful, values-based living. Well, if you chose option two, it's time to get moving. Take a moment to clarify your next step and then take action. That's your home play. Take the action you commit to. Okay, so at this point, you have the why and the what. You inherently know why you want to change. And now you know what you need to do. If you'd like help with the how, feel free to get in touch with me. And I'm happy to help you put together a personalized step-by-step system to get you where you want to be. Either way, take action. That is the most important step you can take. Till next time. I'm Candace Esposito. Keep calm and carry on. Mm-hmm.